good morning and welcome to Bethel Lutheran Church in Templeton to our online worship, our recorded worship. And we uh, pray that as you are uh, listening and thinking about the word of God and singing and praying, that God will be surrounding you with deep and abiding love and restore your souls as you worship. Let's begin our worship with our opening hymn, Creating God, Your Fingers Trace the Bold Designs of Farthest Space. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God, we are so grateful that you uh, come to us as we worship you today and as we think upon our readings from the Bible, from the book of Acts, and from the book of John, that you would inspire us with your Holy Spirit and teach us all that we need to know. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we prepare to hear the word of God today, 
want to just give you a very brief introduction. Our reading from the book of Acts, we find Peter having returned from quite an experience in Caesarea Philippi, which was not a Jewish territory, but a Gentile territory, where he has uh, preached the good news of Jesus' life and death and resurrection. And the people of the home of Cornelius uh, become believers and all are baptized. And our story begins with Peter returning to Jerusalem with questions from his fellow believers. Our psalm for today is a psalm straight of praise, and I hope you enjoy uh, thinking about praising God this morning. And then the Gospel of John chapter 13 is the chapter where they call the high priestly prayer, where Jesus is praying for his disciples, and he is giving them a new commandment, which is to love one another. A reading from the 11th chapter of Acts. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why do you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men, sent to me from Caesarea, arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Psalm 148. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord, all you angels. Sing praise, all you hosts of heaven. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Sing praise, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord, heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded, and they were created. 
who made them stand fast for ever and ever, giving them a law that shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and fog, tempestuous wind, doing God's will. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Wild beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. Sovereigns of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the world. Young men and maidens, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name only is exalted, whose splendor is over earth and heaven. The Lord has raised up strength for the people and praise for all faithful servants. The children of Israel, a people who are near the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Gospel reading for today is John 13, verses 31 to 35. We're picking up right after Judas leaves uh, the group of people at the supper that they had together in the upper room. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It's very good to be with you uh, today, and I am very happy to be part of the community at Bethel Lutheran in Templeton. And as hope as time goes on, I will get to know you better and better. So let's pray together. So God, as we listened uh, to the words of your scripture and think about uh, Peter and Jesus and his command to love. We pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts, you would open our ears, you would open our hands, that we might receive you with a living faith, and that we might see you in new ways today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Gail Parker was a friend of mine and a colleague in Phoenix, Arizona, where uh, I worked in my first call to parish ministry in 1984. She is a Presbyterian minister who loves God and has a very active faith life. 
Well, one summer, Gail took a group of kids to summer camp, and one night around the campfire, as she was sharing the good news of the gospel and of God's love for the kids, some of them began to speak and pray in tongues. Do you know what that means? That they began to pray in a language that was other than any language that is known. The language, as the Apostle Paul refers to, as the language of the angels. Well, this was very surprising to Gail as well as to the other leaders, but she was very glad that the kids had found faith and were praying prayers even of the angels. Well, when she returned from camp, she was called into the presbytery, which is the governing board of the local Presbyterians, kind of like our synod council, and was asked to sit in front of four or five people who criticized her and asked what she had done to make this happen. She explained to them that she had only taken kids to the camp and was teaching them about the love of God, and this thing began to happen. It seemed to her that it was God's work. Well, they were very unsatisfied with her answer, and then accused her of manipulating the kids. And did she know that she could be disciplined for this? She didn't know what to say. She was pretty scared. So she said, the Holy Spirit came upon them. I had nothing to do with this happening. This seemed to be a gift. And who was I to hinder God? Who am I to hinder God? In the lesson from Acts 11, we have Peter asking the same question when criticized by the Jewish Christian leaders. Here's, here's what happened, which is repeated Repeated partly the repeated telling of the story in Acts chapter 10, which after church, you might want to go and read both 10 and 11. Peter was in Joppa and it was lunchtime and he was hungry and was on the roof praying while someone inside the house fixed lunch. He fell into a trance and had a vision. He had a vision of a sheet coming down from God with all kinds of animals in it, animals that had uh, been forbidden for Jews to eat, shellfish, pork, reptiles, bottom feeders, scavengers. And Peter heard God's voice inviting him to eat. And he appropriately responded, I cannot, as I have never eaten anything unclean. And God responded, do not call what I have made clean impure. Well, this happened three times, and then the sheet was taken back up to God. Right then, three people came to the door, and they had been sent from the home of Cornelius, a Gentile, a God-fearing man from Caesarea, which is about 50 miles north of Joppa. Caesarea, as I said earlier, was a town uh, filled with Gentiles. No Jews went to Caesarea because it was not considered a place that was clean. God visited Cornelius in a vision as well, asking for Peter to visit him and his household. Now, I think that's so amazing that God was bringing these two people together in separate visions, and they were both obedient. That is amazing. 
The spirit told Peter not to hesitate. So off he went to Caesarea, met with Cornelius, and the spirit came upon the whole household and all of them were baptized. Peter then stayed on for several days. Now, several things caught my attention when reading this and studying this passage. You might have noticed that the number three comes up in this passage and for Peter. He sees the vision three times. Three people come to see him. Peter is actually known for denying Jesus three times. And then two weeks ago, we heard the passage where Jesus asks Peter three times, do you love me? And three times he answers, you know I love you. So in that spirit, I decided that I'll focus on three things that have gotten my attention today. Number one, Peter, while being challenged with this vision, had in fact been prepared for it. Peter was prepared. It didn't come out of the blue. You see, he had been walking and living with Jesus for two to three years, watching, listening, and participating with Jesus in his ministry. Jesus prepared Peter for this experience by taking him to places that Peter was sure were not good, dirty, unpermitted, by the law. Jesus took Peter to Samaria where he spoke with the Samaritan woman who had been married five times. Jesus touched and healed a man with leprosy. He healed in the synagogue on the Sabbath. He touched and raised dead people. Jesus called Matthew the tax collector. Jesus kept breaking the Levitical laws, kept insisting on the law of love. Peter himself struggled with the call of Jesus to love the unlovable, the hated, the outsider, and the unwelcomed. Peter was accustomed to being closed off or held pure. Maybe some of you are watching a TV show called The Chosen. It's a series about Jesus and his chosen followers. The Chosen, in The Chosen, both Jesus and his disciples are down-to-earth, relatable people. Jesus has a believable sense of humor, and the disciples are seriously yet lovably flawed. If you get a chance to see it, I encourage you to do that. There is a great scene in which Jesus sees Matthew in his tax-collecting booth, covered with bars to keep him safe from the angry people being taxed. And Jesus calls him by name. Matthew, son of Alphaeus, follow me. Well, Matthew cannot believe that Jesus is speaking to him. But it is Peter that the camera zooms in on. Jesus, Peter says to Jesus, uh, what are you doing? Do you know what this guy has done? Do you even know who you're talking to? Peter has a look of panic and disgust on his face, for he hated Matthew. And Jesus says, yes, I know who I'm talking to. And Peter says, well, I don't get it. And Jesus says to him, you didn't get it when I chose you. And Peter says, but this is different. I am not a tax collector. And Jesus says, 
get used to different. Peter is always growing and challenged in following Jesus. Peter experiences the vision from God that overturns the categories of clean and unclean that shaped his existence. Perhaps he even remembered some of the teachings of Jesus as he saw the sheet. And by the third time, he is ready to say, yes, send me. Just then, three men came to his door to take him to Caesarea. God requires a very hard thing from Peter. God requires courage, but it isn't without preparation. The second thing that I noticed was that God keeps pushing the boundaries of who we are to love. God keeps pushing the boundaries of who we are to love. Jesus says in John, love one another. For Peter, it was the Gentile. Then the Jesus followers in Jerusalem didn't like that Peter ate with the Gentiles. A colleague of mine, Pastor Scott Dunphy, and a congregational pastor, and also a military chaplain, told me this story. It was 1989 when some Lutherans in the San Francisco Bay Area had ordained three pastors who were gay. This was a very serious problem for many in the church. These extraordinary ordinations were without a bishop, were not approved by those in authority, And there was a rule that if you were a gay person, you could not be ordained. It was legally impossible in the church, and this ordination, these ordinations caused a real ruckus. Perhaps some of you were around who were around then remember this, and maybe even some of you had a very difficult time with this as well. Well, Pastor Dunphy was asked to serve on a committee that was to consult with the bishop of the Sierra Pacific Synod and to make recommendation to him about what to do about this problem. It was on his drive home from one of these consultation meetings that Pastor Dunphy was praying about what to recommend. What did God want? What was the right thing? What was the church ready for? He asked straight out, God, what shall I do? Well, now it happened that he was teaching a Bible study on the book of Acts in his congregation in Walnut Creek. And while he was praying, he saw the sheet, the sheet coming down from heaven, as we read today. And God saying, do not declare unclean, which I call clean. He was really surprised at this vision. And that it had come to him and was so moved that he began to cry and he had to pull over to the side of the 24 freeway. He heard that day that God was pushing him to love and welcome those whom he had not been able to love. And he understood that God shows no partiality in love, that God's arms are wide open to everyone. His ministry was changed that very moment to a ministry of welcome in a way that it hadn't been before. The third thing I noticed is that there will always be people who question our open hearts, 
who worry that we are not doing what is holy in God's sight or that we are not following what the Bible says. There will be those like believers in Jerusalem who criticized Peter for eating with and baptizing the people of Cornelius's clan and household. You are consorting with the wrong people. You are eating the wrong food and making fools of us, for you are part of us. You are a leader. And what are you doing? Because of the worry that we are not doing what is holy in God's sight, we may need a ton of courage when God seems to be pushing us to love our neighbors in a new way. Jesus says in John, love one another. This is my commandment. There are many who are hard to love, but I ask this of you anyway. There are, in fact, people who don't like you, who don't look like you, who don't think like you, who don't love like you, who don't speak like you, who don't pray like you who don't vote like you, our neighbors. Jesus asks us to love one another, to do the hard thing, to find courage, to stay with one another. This is the greatest challenge of being a follower of Jesus, who showed us what this love looks like, lover of all. Now, my last idea, a bit more than three, that Pastor Pastor Gail, Pastor Scott, and the Apostle Peter all said, who am I to hinder God? The question comes up for me, how do we know it is God that is nudging us or speaking or urging? Well, I believe we can test this by the fruit it bears. The Bible book of Galatians tells us that there is fruit of the Spirit that we can be looking for. Does this action of love produce more love, joy? Does it produce peace, kindness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? And from the book of Micah, does it give birth to humility, love, and justice? God has given us a way to measure the great experiment of love. Even when there's strong resistance to this kind of brave love, God will show the way. Pastor Gail saw high school youth come to faith. Pastor Scott's ministry was forever changed. Thousands of lives were impacted by his love. And Simon Peter baptized Cornelius and his whole household, men and women, children, the enslaved, the servants and the free. And now we make no distinction between Gentile and Jew, woman or man, servant or free. All are welcome. And the best part of all of this is that God is the initiator. God is the doer. Look what love has done to me. Look what love has done to us. We are forever changed. Let us pray. O opened-armed God, whose love exceeds all imagination, Open our eyes that we may see you in each other. Warm our hearts that they may be made new. 
give us inspiration and courage and encourage us to love as you love. And all for your name's sake. Amen. Build a house where love can dwell And all can safely live A place where saints and children tell Our hearts can to forgive Build of hopes and dreams and visions Rock of faith and vault of grace Hear the love of Christ shall end divisions All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place Let us build a house where and justice meet. Hear the love of God through Jesus is revealed in time and space. As we share in Christ the feast that frees us, all are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome Let us build a house where hands will reach beyond the wood and stone to heal and strengthen, serve and teach, and live the word they've known. Hear the outcast and the stranger, bear the image of God's face. Let us bring an end to fear and danger. All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. Let us build a house where all are songs and visions heard, and loved and treasured, taught and claimed, as words within the word, built of tears and cries and laughter, prayers of faith and songs of grace. 
Let this house proclaim from floor to rafter, all are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. God, Lord of all creation, lover of life and of everything, please help us to love in our very small way what you love infinitely and everywhere. We thank you that we can offer just this one prayer, and it will be more than enough because in reality, everything and everyone is connected and nothing stands alone. Help us each day to stand for love, for healing, for the good, for the diverse unity of the body of Christ and all creation, because we know this is what you desire. As Jesus prayed that we all may be one, we offer our prayer together with all the holy names of God. With Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. And now receive the blessing. Lord of life, you walk this journey with us and through us. Lead us, Lord, lead on. Journeying within and wrestling with the world. Lead us, Lord, lead on. Lead us to risk, to grow, and to tread the path you have opened for us. Lead us, Lord, lead on. And let us rejoice that every place is your place. In the name of Christ, the Risen One. Amen. Lord of all creation, of water, earth, and sky, the heavens are your tabernacle, 
the good news. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia.